Welcome to Book Farmers, a podcast about books, farming, and other interesting things, bringing you with Stacy from Farmstand the Bookshelf. I'm your host, Tane Leonard Pett. Right now, we're reading for the Cameron by Giovanni Boccaccio. This is Data First, the third story of the Decameron. Without further ado, here's my guest reader, Catherine. The second story, Day the First. Abraham the Jew, at the instigation of Jean-Henri de Chevigny, goeth to the court of Rome, and seeing the depravity of the clergy, returneth to Paris, and there becometh a Christian. Pamphilo's story was in part laughed at, and altogether commended by the ladies, and it being come to its end, after being diligently hearkened, the queen bade Nephile, who sat next him, ensue the ordinance of the commenced diversion by telling one of her fashion. Nephile, who was distinguished no less by courteous manners than by beauty, answered blithely that she would well, and began on this wise, Pamphilo hath shown us in his story that God's benignness regardeth not our errors, when they proceed from that which is beyond our ken, and I, in mine, purpose to show you how the same benignness, patiently suffering the defaults of those who, being especially bounden both with words and deeds, to bear true witness thereof, yet practice the contrary, exhibiteth unto us an infallible proof of itself, to the intent that we may, with the more constancy of mind, ensue that which we believe. As I have heard tell, gracious ladies, there is once in Paris a great merchant, and a very loyal and upright man, whose name was Jeanneau de Chevigny, and who was of great traffic in silks and stuffs. He had particular friendship for a very rich Jew called Abraham, who was also a merchant, and a very honest and trusty man. And seeing the latter's worth and loyalty, it began to irk him sore, that the soul of so worthy and discreet and good a man should go to perdition for default of faith. Wherefore he fell to beseeching him, on friendly wise, leave the errors of the Jewish faith, and turn to the Christian verity, which he might still see wax and prosper, as being holy and good, whereas his own faith, on the contrary, was manifestly on the wane, and dwindling to naught. The Jew made answer that he held no faith holy or good, save only the Jewish, that in this latter he was born, and therein meant to live and die, nor should aught ever make him remove therefrom. Jeanneau, for all that desisted not from him, but some days after returned to the attack with similar words, showing him, on rude enough wise, for that merchants for the most part can know better, for what reasons our religion is better than the Jewish, and albeit the Jew was a past master in their law, nevertheless, whether it was the great friendship he bore Jeanneau that moved him, or peradventure words wrought it that the Holy Ghost put into the good simple man's mouth, the latter's arguments began greatly to please him. But yet, persisting in his own belief, he would not suffer himself to be converted. Like as he abode obstinate, even so Jeanneau never gave over importuning him, till at last the Jew, overcome by such continual insistence, said, Look you, Jeanneau, thou wouldst have me become a Christian, and I am disposed to do it, insomuch, indeed, that I mean, in the first place, to go to Rome, and there see him who, thou sayest, is God's vicar upon earth and consider his manners and fashions, and likewise those of his chief brethren. These appear to me such that I may, by them, as well as by your words, apprehend that your faith is better than mine. Even as thou hast studied to show me, I will do as I have said. And if it be not so, I will remain a Jew as I am. When Jeanneau heard this, he was beyond measure chagrined, and said in himself, 
I have lost my pains, which meseemed I had right well bestowed, thinking to have converted this man, for that, and he go to the court of Rome and see the lewd and wicked life of the clergy. Not only will he never become a Christian, but, were he already a Christian, he would infallibly turn Jew again. Then, turning to Abraham, he said to him, Alack, my friend, why wilt thou undertake this travail, and so great a charge as it will be to thee to go from here to Rome? More by token that, both by sea and by land, the road is full of perils for a rich man such as thou art. Thinkest thou not to find here who shall give thee baptism? Or, if peradventure thou have any doubts concerning the faith which I have propounded to thee, where are there greater doctors and men more learned in the matter than are here, or better able to resolve thee of that which thou wilt know or ask? Wherefore, to my thinking, this thy going is superfluous. Bethink thee that the prelates there are even such as those thou mayest have seen here, and indeed so much the better as they are nearer unto the chief pastor. Wherefore, and thou wilt be counselled by me, thou wilt reserve this travail unto another time against some jubilee or other, whereunto it may be I will bear thee company. To this the Jew made answer, I doubt not, Sha'ano, but it is as thou tellest me. But, to sum up many words in one, I am altogether determined, and thou wouldst have me do that whereof thou hast so instantly besought me, to go thither, else will I never do aught thereof. Jeannel, seeing his determination, said, Go, and good luck go with thee, and inwardly assured that he would never become a Christian, when once he should have seen the court of Rome. But availing nothing in the matter, he desisted. The Jew mounted to horse, and as quickly as he might, betook himself to the court of Rome. He was honorably entertained of his brethren, and there abiding, without telling any the reason of his coming, began to lick. Click. The Jew mounted to horse, and as quickly as he might, betook himself to the court of Rome. He was honorably entertained of his brethren, and there abiding, without telling any the reason of his coming, began diligently to inquire into the manners and fashions of the Pope and Cardinals and other prelates of all the members of his court, and what with that which he himself noted, being a mighty quick-witted man, and that which he gathered from others, he found all, from the highest to the lowest, most shamefully given to the sin of lust, and that not only in the way of nature, but after the sodomitical fashion, without any restraint of remorse or shamefastness, insomuch that the interest of courtesans and catamites was of no small avail there in obtaining any considerable thing. Moreover, he manifestly perceived them to be universally gluttons, wine-bibbers, drunkards, and slaves to their bellies, brute-beast fashion, more than to aught else after lust. And looking farther, he saw them all covetous and greedy after money, insomuch that human, nay, Christian blood, no less than things sacred, whatsoever they might be, whether pertaining to the sacrifices of the altar, or to the benefices of the church, they sold and bought indifferently for a price, making a greater traffic, and having more brokers thereof than folk at Paris of silks and stuffs, or what not else. Manifest simony they had christened procuration, and gluttony sustentation, as if God apprehended not. Let be the meaning of words, but the intention of depraved minds, and would suffer himself, after the fashion of men, to 
be duped by the names of things. All this, together with much else which must be left unsaid, was supremely displeasing to the Jew, who was a sober and modest man. Him seeming he had seen enough, he determined to return to Paris, and did so. As soon as Jehanot knew of his return, he betook himself to him, hoping nothing less than that he should become a Christian, and they greeted each other with the utmost joy. Then, after Abraham had rested some days, Jehanot asked him how him seemed of the Holy Father, and of the cardinals and others of his court. Whereto the Jew promptly answered, Meseemeth, God give them ill one and all, and I say this for that, if I was able to observe aright, no piety, no devoutness, no good work, or example of life, or other what did I see there, in any who is a churchman, nay, but lust, covetise, gluttony, and the like, and worse, if worse can be, me seem to be there in such favour with all that I hold it for a forging place of things diabolical, rather than divine. And as far as I can judge, Meseemeth your chief pastor, and consequently all the others, endeavour with all diligence and all their wit, and every art, to bring to naught and banish from the world the Christian religion, whereas they should be its foundation and support. And for that I see that this whereafter they strive cometh not to pass, but that your religion continually increaseth and waxeth still brighter and more glorious. He seemeth I manifestly discern that the Holy Spirit is verily the foundation and support thereof, as of that which is true and holy over any other. Wherefore, whereas, aforetime I abode obdurate and insensible to thine exhortations, would not be persuaded to embrace thy faith, I now tell thee frankly that for nothing in the world would I forbear to become a Christian. Let us then to church, and there have me baptized according to the right and ordinance of your holy faith. Jehanot, who looked for a directly contrary conclusion to this, was the joyfulest man that might be, when he heard him speak thus, and repairing with him to Our Lady's Church of Paris, required the clergy there to give Abraham baptism. They, hearing that the Jew himself demanded it, straightway proceeded to baptize him, while Jehanot raised him from the sacred font and named him Giovanni. After this, he had him thoroughly lessened by men of great worth, and learning in the tenets of our holy faith, which he speedily apprehended, and thenceforward was a good man, and a worthy, and one of a devout life.